It's not that they don't want to do it, it's that they don't know how to do it and they don't take the time or focus it in. Um, you know, the co-founder here, Donald Bloom, says that if something's important to you, you have to put the intention and the attention into it. And it's the same with onboarding. All right, business leaders and owners out there, there has never been a better time than right now to grow a business and impact the world. And if you're anything like me, you are determined to bring value to others and to love the process in doing it. The problem is that as our business scales, the stakes get higher and we lose ourselves in the uncertainty and the burden that running a successful business can bring. But that's where the Momentum Point podcast comes into play. Join us as we dive into five key areas that every business owner and leader should understand. So here's the question. Does your business have momentum? Well, if you're here, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Brett Broderick. Welcome to the Momentum Point Podcast. Now let's get to work. All right. Hello and welcome back. Momentum Point Titans out there. My name is Brett Broderick and I'm your host of the Momentum Point Podcast. Hope everyone's having a good week. I have been. It's been a long one, but it has been a good week. This is your first time listening to this episode. Welcome. Uh, I I definitely encourage you to go back and listen to at least five of the previous ones before. It'll just give you a good uh, source of context for what this podcast is about. Um, If you're back and returning, thank you. Glad to have you. I hope you're getting value out of this podcast. But today I wanted to talk about something that is extremely important. I don't think it gets enough attention. Uh, I don't think companies do it well, but it is definitely one of the areas that you need to focus on within a, within a business to help you gain and keep momentum. Uh, this would fall under the key area, or I'm sorry, key area of alignment that we consider to be organizational development. And the, what I want to talk to you about is when you bring on new employees, how, how do you make sure that they are integrated into the company well? How do you make sure that their productivity uh, is realized at a, at a faster pace? And how do we actually retain these employees, making sure that they are happy with the jobs that they have accepted? You know, we, we put a lot of time and effort and we have a lot of hopes at, at um, bringing on a new employee, hoping that they're going to come in and, and provide value. What a lot of businesses don't understand is the reason these employees don't is not them. It's not that we necessarily made a bad hire. It's that we did not give them the opportunity to be successful. And that is extremely important thing to understand. We've got to ensure that these employees are successful. So people usually ask and they'll, they'll, they'll say, well, well, when does, when does, you know, the work around retaining an employee start? A lot of people think, you know, well, on day one, when they show up, we have to make sure that, that these employees are, um, taken care of, they're integrated into the company, they're given the proper orientation and training and stuff. And and I'll go even earlier than that. Great retention comes when you are recruiting the employee. I think you should actually call it the recruiting and retention department, uh, or maybe it's the talent acquisition and retention department. But an employee, uh, or, or let's just say a prospect, is very early on gonna, gonna know uh, they're going to get a good view into the company by the way that they are recruited. Uh, how does the recruiter communicate with that employee? How much information are they able to give them early on that helps them understand the culture, uh, the values, the mission of the company? 
um, who's going to make a good fit. Companies that do not do this uh, typically have poor hires because they get they just they look for someone who meets the skill sets. They want to get them in really quick. They don't go through a real uh, good engaging process. And they get somebody that doesn't know much about the culture, doesn't know much about the company. They can do the job, but they don't, they're not a fit in any other way. A lot of times these employees do not last um, because the recruiting piece was not done well. You know, like I said, you can recruit to the, to the skills or the competencies, but are you also making sure that the person is a right culture fit, that they under, that they are coming into a business, that they understand uh, that, that their personality type is going to fit to the culture of the company? It starts with recruiting. Well, once an employee comes on board, you know how long does it actually take that employee to get comfortable in the company where they are rocking and rolling, uh, not skipping a beat? A lot of leaders expect that to be on day one. I've worked in a lot of companies where you come in on day one, they give you a quick tour, introduce you to some people, uh, kind of show you a little bit of the ropes when it comes to the technology, but then they expect they they want to go back and do their day job, and then they expect you to just kind of understand what you're doing. I've, I have worked for a business where I came in and it took me three days before I finally went to my manager and said, um, I need a little bit of help in understanding what's expected of me. And uh, my manager looked at me with cross eyes like, you know, you, you're we hired you to tell us that. And I was like, no, um, I know I know what my skills are, but there's a lot about this company I don't understand and I need to figure out how do I get integrated. And if you are a hiring manager, you need to understand that that is where your new hires are sitting. They're coming on board. They need to be handheld. Uh, that's just a fact of the matter. And that is why organizations should really build a, a solid um, onboarding program, which includes orientation, you know, everything from the technology that they're going to use to the culture of the company, uh, it, it really shouldn't focus on what they're going to do on a day-to-day -day basis right off the start. But again, you may ask, how long does it take for a new employee to really get up and running? In all reality, it could take up to nine months for an employee to really learn the culture, learn the organization, depending on the complexities of the organization, how big it is, how many different divisions, what types of cross-functional dependencies there are uh, that they need to understand how they integrate with. Are there you know, third-party integrated companies that they have to, to work with? So just depending on the complexity of the business, it could take anywhere from three to nine months to get that employee to be really productive. So also depending on the level of employee, um, you know, a lot of times entry level employees, they need to be productive very quickly. So that is an easier, easier role to get them integrated. But as you move up, you know, into a director's role or um, a management role, whatever that might be, it, it could take a lot more time. A company knowing this and accepting it and putting the time and effort into orienting and onboarding that employee is going to help that person. If, it, if you're looking at it like a curve and the curve drops below productivity uh, for a little for, for a time, you what we want to do is make sure that that drop below productivity is shortened and not lengthened. Um, you know, they're, they're definitely uh, productivity is going to drop because managers are going to have to train or other people are going to have to do things. But we want to shorten it. We don't want to lengthen it. And but we have to understand that it's going to be there. Uh, so 
there's a great, well, I'm not going to call it a great movie. I don't even remember most of it, but I remember this one part. So there was a movie with Antonio Banderas called The 13th Warrior. And what I can remember is, uh, I don't know exactly how, but Antonio Banderas's character has somehow uh, been taken by this you know, group of of travelers I, again the somebody out here listening to this may this may be their favorite movie and they're going to kill me for murdering it but um there's a scene where they he does not speak their language um he they're traveling they're taking him and every night they sit around a campfire and he's sitting there watching them talk to each other laugh eat uh joke um and he can't understand them but the the, the scene of the movie goes through a series of nights and he's watching and he's listening and he's uh, just really paying attention and and every night he can start making out a little bit more maybe he catches and understands that that a word means something specific but you know obviously the movie it's like superhuman strength human superhuman powers the way that they do it but the the concept is is that it it takes him time to get integrated in understanding how they're communicating o over a, a series of nights he comes out and says something to them, and uh, they're all blown away that he can understand their language. Well, if we look at that in context of a new employee, that new employee comes in, and that is exactly what they're doing. They are having to learn a new language. Uh, they are learning a new culture, and uh, what you know, what their day-to-day -day job is is honestly low on the totem pole because they are in survival mode and the, and you need to under that is ex an extremely important thing to understand obviously they're they're not going to die but their brain really processes it the exact same way when they come in and they do not understand the culture when they do not understand the language the people the politics their brain is struggling to understand how do i survive in this atmosphere and companies should really be sensitive to this and they should set things up so that that employee gets through that very quickly. The sooner we can get an employee to feeling integrated, safe, successful, the more productive that employee is going to be. So it's going to take them time. And I go back to it depends on the complexity of the business, the complexity of the organization. It, it's going to take time for that employee to do it. And again, what I've seen time and time again is you hire someone you say, well, I don't necessarily have the time to interview, or I'm sorry, not interview, but I don't necessarily have the time to train you and things like that. So they usually get thrown into an office and they end up having to uh, be like that 13th warrior, Antonio Banderas, sit there desperately trying to figure out the language, fighting for their survival. So um, that's the problem. I'm stating the problem. The problem is, is as as organizations bring on new employees, we have to understand a few things. Number one, uh, we can't expect these individuals to be productive day one. Um, and as much as we wish that they could come in and be super productive day one, it's not going to happen. And if you if that is your expectation, you are setting your employee up for failure and you need to understand that that is not on them. That is on you. Um, Another thing is that you the retention piece starts with the recruiting. Um, it does not start on day one when they show up. It starts on day one when they are recruited. And I, I honestly feel like the recruiting department should be the retention department. I've had a job where uh, the, the recruiter uh, basically courted me. 
uh, was very integrated, answered my questions, you know, would call me back the second I called them. They would send me information about the company. They would in, they introduced me to other employees, got me set up with meetings. If I asked for it, they, they were very quick to respond. But what really blew me away was that for probably three, I would say maybe even four or five weeks after I started with the company, that recruiter contacted me and wanted to talk to me every single week. How are things going? How are you getting integrated into the company? Is there anything you need help with? Is there anything that you're struggling uh, with? Now, my suspicion is, is that their compensation structure, or if they get compensated like a commission on people that they actually place within the company, that they have to hit a certain mark. Maybe it's 30 days, maybe it's 90 days. I don't know what that mark is, but I would, I would assume that that person was incentivized to stay in contact with me. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't, I mean, if, if you, in, people do what they're incentivized to do. And if that person is only going to get that placement commission, if I make it in a company for, let's say 90 days, that person's incentivized to make sure they're, they're checking in with me. But you know what? I really don't care because it made me feel good. It made me feel like that company was uh, committed to my success. And they were because the company incentivized or pays their recruiters in a fashion so that they continue to do that, which makes me know that the company is incentivized to ensuring that a person is onboarded properly. So, so that's another problem, you know, making sure that we all understand that the um, retention of an employee starts with the recruitment of the employee. So I want to go through a couple things and make sure a lot of people go, okay, well, listen to this. Where do I start? What do I do? What do I focus on? And I wanted to go through a few things real quick. So what is the number one thing you should focus on when you are trying to make sure that you are getting an employee's productivity up and running? Well, the first thing you should focus on is culture. That needs to be it. Your employee is going to figure the culture out. If they have to figure it out themselves, it's going to be very tough on them. They're also potentially going to understand it in a way that their brain uh, interprets it. And what you need to do is you need to really make sure that there is training around the culture and the politics of an organization. How many times does an employee get hired? They are not trained on the politics and they go and put their foot in their mouth or do something that was completely innocent, but they didn't know the politics and now they've made someone angry. Well, again, that is not their fault. That is the fault of the company that has not taught them on the culture and the politics. So that should start from day one, also within recruiting, but especially when that person comes on board. You have to make sure that they that the focus is on the culture. Peter Drucker has a famous saying, at least I think he's the person who coined it. There may have been somebody else. A lot of people use it, but he says, culture eats strategy for breakfast. If you don't have a culture um, to fit something that, you, you, or, you know, I'm just going to say this. You've got to focus on the culture piece. You could have the best strategy in the world uh, to get someone integrated and doing their job. But if you're not helping them understand or building the culture within, it's going to, uh, to tear it up. Focus on culture. All right. The second thing is you need to make sure that you have a team that is committed and involved in bringing this employee on board. Um, you know, they are going to have coworkers. They're going to have a manager. There may even be some people that are reporting to them. They should all have a hand in getting this person 
oriented and engaged. They're going to see a, a, a they're going to see the organization from different slices. Um, and giving the context to that new employee is going to really help them uh, get things done um, right off the bat. So uh, the, the second thing I would say is get the entire team involved. And it may be cross-functional. It may be team. It may be you may have somebody when a new person starts, you may have it or have someone from their internal team help them. But then you may have them meet with someone from human resources. You may have them meet with somebody from accounting there may need to be a whole schedule of the team of the entire organization working together to get this person oriented to the company. Okay, the third thing is you need to make sure that you set expectations for that employee early on. They know that they are going to a lot of times have a um, a probationary period. They may have a 90-day review. They may have um, you know, a six month review. I don't know what it is, but if you have, if you are not setting your expectations with that employee early on, you cannot really evaluate them or hold them to any standards, especially in the first 90 or I'm going to I'll say the first nine months, you need to make sure this person understands their objectives, understands their goals. Um, if they do not, they are going to remember they are fighting for survival and if in their brain, and that is how they feel. And if you want an employee to be successful and not run or not, you know, uh, drain the company's money because they're not being productive, you have to make sure they understand their objectives and you have to set their expectations early on. You cannot put that on the new employee. Now, it is very easy to understand that if you go and you've done these things and you've laid it out and you have a killer program and that employee is still not producing or is, um, you know, there's all kinds of red warning flags, then yes, you can say, okay, this is not a right hire. This is right, not a right fit. We need to, to make a decision moving forward. But if you have not set expectations, if you have not set objectives, if you've not given them a clear, uh, thorough onboarding experience, you cannot put it on the employee. You have to own that yourself as a leader. Um, and that's just something you're going to have to swallow the pill on that one. Another big piece is what you're going to have to make sure of is that you don't overlook the little things for that employee. Again, remember, it's so easy for us to, to get caught up in our day-to-day -day jobs and what we're doing and forget that this person is, is brand new. Um, you know, you may not go to church, but I go to church. And one thing that I love to see about that happens in churches is when a new uh, visitor comes to a church. You see people come out of the woodworks to want to greet that person, bring them in, tell them about things. You see them setting up lunches. You see them wanting to invite them over to their house. Churches are so good about wanting to integrate new people into their organization or into their congregation. And that's the way it's got to be in a business. You've got to have people want it. You know, don't overlook the little things. Help that person understand, you know, what are the little things? Where's the coffee maker? You know, hey, let's go out to lunch and let's talk about, you know, how long I've been with the company and what my experiences are. That should be happening for the first 30 days that a person is there. And as a leader within an organization, you should have a culture of people that want to do that. If you don't, then you have set the bar at, a, at an area that, that needs to be in, in improved drastically. So as a leader, you should be building a culture that, that wants, just like a church wants people to come in and join their church and you want to get them excited about it. That should be your business. 
you know, that should be your business. You should be creating a place where people are excited about new people coming on board. Okay, and then the last, you know, the last main point I want to make is, is remember I went back and I told you it's going to take them anywhere from three to nine months to get up to speed. Give them time to grow. Do not within 30, 60, not even, you know, within 90 days, you know, you can give that, you know, probationary period where if you're, you know, if there's some severe warning signs out there, then yes, you, if you have to let that employee go, you've got to let that employee go. Um, or if you, you know, but give them time to grow, give them some grace. Uh, it, remember, you know, companies are not doing this well. Maybe your company is doing this through the roof and you understand it. And the reason you're doing it well is because you did it, you know, poorly for a long time. But give these people, give these new um, employees time to grow within the, the company. Um, they need it. You need it. Realistically, people are not superhumans that can be productive day one. Um, you know, hire a consultant if you want that Uh um, and even with a, with a consultant, it takes them time to, to really understand the culture and the politics of a company. But if you're, if you're hiring somebody, give them time to grow. So here's a couple things that you want to remember, uh, some do's and some don'ts. Um, so here's the do's. So take time to explain and answer the questions about the company's culture. Culture is number one. Take time to make sure that you are really helping them understand the culture of the company. I hope you know the culture of the company. Like with emotional intelligence, it's the same within an organization. A lot of times organizations are not aware of their culture. So take time to explain that. Number two, create collective responsibility for the success of a new teammate by sharing onboarding duties with their peers. Get the team involved. Make sure that the team is helping you get this person involved. And number three, what you want to do is ask current teammates about their onboarding experiences to gain insight into the process. So make sure that you're asking, you know, current people, what was their onboarding experience like? Help, you know, if you're trying to build that onboarding experience, the best way to do it is find out what were you, what were you doing well before, and what have you been doing poorly? If you're not asking these questions, I'm I, I'm I'm just going to go out here and say it. Then you're not very committed to the success of your organization. I'm just this is hard work, right? This is this is the sticky stuff that people don't like to do. But if you're not doing it, if you're not reading exit surveys, if you're not surveying people on what their onboarding experience was like, and giving them a safe place to talk about it, and then actually listening to their responses, and then figuring out how to make the organization a better place, I, I, I'm not convinced that you care about your organization. So here's some things you do not want to do when it comes to onboarding new employees. You do not want to bury your new hire in work the first day. I would even say you do not want to bury your new, new hire in work the first week. Make sure they're happy there. It's like a celebration. You're, you know, I, I've gone to church for a long time, and when you first join a church, man, it's like on cloud nine. Everybody's taking you out to lunch. Everybody's taking you out to dinner. You feel great. Eventually, they're going to start asking you to serve. To serve. You're going to volunteer. Things, you know, the, the 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 pink cloud that you're on is going to fall. You're going to start seeing the cracks in the foundation. It's going to not be as as great of a place. But you you know what? That's the reality of it. Don't put that on the person the first day. Just like with a church in your organization, make them feel excited to be there, make them feel happy.
don't have them on day one going home to their spouse or whoever they go home to saying, uh, oh my gosh, what did I do? I'm so confused. I don't know what's going on. I'm stressed out. You want them coming home going, man, I am so blown away at the opportunity that I had this new company. All right, second thing, what you don't want to do is don't forget to handle the simple logistics like their workstation, the things that they need to get their job done on day one. Don't have them come in going, well, well where's my computer? Well, where's this? How do I do this? And then they've got to go ask somebody and that person's like, oh my goodness, did, you know, did nobody set this up? Make sh The logistics are so important. Don't forget to handle the logistics. And number three on the don'ts is expect your, do not expect your teammate to hit the ground running. This is, if you guys hear anything about this today, it takes time um, to learn the culture, to learn the language. It, you know, if no, it can be done quicker, you know, the loss in productivity can act, or, or, or if you want to look at it, the increase in productivity can ha can be, can be gotten to quicker, but don't expect it to happen right away. Um, give this employee time to get up and running. You know, I hope that uh, this was a valuable podcast for you. You know, I, again, like I said, this is just something that really popped up on my mind today because I've, I've just, I've seen it a lot. People, it's not that they don't want to do it. It's that they don't know how to do it and they don't take the time or focus it in. Um, you know, the co-founder here, Donald Bloom says that if something's important to you, you have to put the intention and the attention into it. And it's the same with onboarding and, uh, and, and, and retaining employees. So with the great resignation, how do we turn it into the great retention? Uh, you know, re remember retention starts with recruiting and you have to give your employees the time to uh, become integrated and feel good. So, well guys, thank you so much. Please go rate us on iTunes, maybe Google Podcasts, wherever you listen. Share this episode with a friend. I'm so excited that, that you're listening and I'm glad that you're back. If, you, if you're new here and you enjoyed it, go back and listen to the previous episodes. I think we've got some great ones. And uh, continue to come back because what we're talking about is your business.